0: Okay, chavra. so Be'ezras Hashem, tonight we're going to be starting something new, um, something old, but new, just a new iteration of something old. And we're going to now be spending some time on Sunday nights talking about the Torah of the Tzadik of Rav Maya Morgenstern Shlita. Now, first and foremost, you know, the, the first announcement needs to be that everything that you're going to hear from me, is going to be my interpretation of the tzaddik's words, my interpretation of the ideas that the tzaddik is conveying through his Talmidim. And it's not meant to be taken as an authoritative or exacting approach to the tzaddik's Torah, because no matter how deep a person can come to understand the Torah of a tzaddik, especially a living tzaddik, ultimately there's going to be a gap that exists in between the student and the teacher, just as there is a gap that exists in between creation and God, as Rabbi Nachman points out to us. So everything that I'm saying, not to imply any form of equivalency, but it's the same type of relationship. So what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and, on our own level, understand the words of the tzaddik. Now, when it comes to the writings of Ravit Morganstern, Morgenstern, when it comes to the world of Ravit Shemeyer, Now, what we did in our first series of shirim was try and uncover certain threads or essential points that kind of constitute and sustain the system of Ravitcha Torah. And we went through certain klalim and certain general principles from scattered sources. And what we're going to start tonight is going to be a little bit different. Um, What we're going to focus on is a very particular form of Torah that is given over by the tzaddik. Now, again, we're speaking about uh, something that is more than 20, 25,000 written pages. That's the library of this tzaddik. The the corpus of, of this 53-year-old neshama in our, in our world, in our universe, is upwards from 20,000 pages. And that's comprised of many different types of books. There's the Amha HaChachma yearbooks, which were put out up until Tavshin Ayin Test after a few years of hiatus. Now, that's where the Rebbe's Shalos and Shuvas are found. His commentary on Shas is found very often. His Perish on the Ruchavasanaher from the Rashash, his commentary on the Shah HaKavanas from the Arizal. And then there's also going to be a very special Chilak referred to as Panimiyah Sachasidis Kabbala, which we're going to learn about Bez Hashem soon. And then there's also going to be De'echach Malanavshecha. Those are going to be the Shailas Shudas Torahs that the Rebbe has been giving over since. Uh, at least Tavshin Samach Aleph, I believe, so it's more than 15 years plus of written Torah. And that has kind of manifested in a new series of writings called the Yam HaChachma which the students have compiled um, to show that there's a coherency and a thread of unity that exists within all of the disparate So that's the second category of the teachings of Ravit Shemeyer Morgenstern. Then there's going to be the simultaneous running commentary on Shas and Shulchan Orech. There's a parish on the Teres Chacham. There's a parish on the Neshev Mitzvah What we're going to be focusing on is and Chadasen. Now and Chadasen, which is a Lashon that comes from the Kegavna Tefillah, the zayar HaKadosh that the Svardim and the Chassidim say in between Kabbalah Shabbos and Mariv, that Nishmas and Chasson, the new souls that are bestowed within us on Shabbos, give us the ability to study Torah in a unique way. And what the Chassidim of the Rebbe have done for a little while now, it's been since at least Tafshin Ayin Bez, I believe, is that, those who merit to sit at the table of the tzaddik, those who merit to sit at shulchan malachim. So what the Rebbe does is the Rebbe darshins, whether it's based on conversation that's taking place, whether it's based on simply ideas that have been discussed previous years, but the Rebbe darshins at the Friday night meal and the Shabbos day meal. And those teachings are recorded based on memory from particular students with a profound proficiency in terms of the Rebbe's Torah as well as his, and their memory. And those teachings are compiled, and the Rebbe reviews them. And then they're printed each week in the printouts. And so in order to try and keep ourselves plugged in a little bit to the tzaddik in real time, and not just to study the historical library that he has created and will continue to create Bezer Sashem, what I want to try and do is focus each week on something that was spoken out at the Shabbos table by the tzaddik the previous week. Now, sometimes the Nishmas and Hadithin section of new teachings can be two pages. Sometimes it could be 10 pages. But hopefully what we will look at is a singular teaching from those teachings that come out during the week. And we'll discuss it and we'll try and show a number of things. We'll try and show that whatever Torah you're looking at, ultimately on a certain level, the tzaddik is saying one singular thing. That there's an innumerable and almost infinite amount of particular ways that the tzaddik reveals a general truth. And more importantly, what I'm going to try and do, which is based on my deep-seated belief, which I'm willing to place a lot on, is that the Tzaddik's Torah, Revit Torah, is not simply something that is intellectually stimulating, nor is it simply something that can awaken the hearts of the Jewish people to daven and to learn and to engage in Yehudim according to their own level. But I believe that there is something therapeutic at the heart of the Tzaddik's teachings, and that if we inoculate ourselves properly enough with the ideas that kind of come out of Ravit Shemeyer's Torah, which come out of his holy mouth and the mouth of his Tamidim, that we can actually find a way to elevate ourselves out of the difficulty of life. We can find a way to learn how to be mit how to face the world with more courage, with more faith, with more bitachon, in a way that it's actually curative, that there is a redemptive element within these teachings that can quite literally change the way that a person sees their day-to-day lives. When they apply the teachings according to their own measure and according to their own heart, these teachings have the power of elevating a person out of the stuckness of their personal experience and bringing them back up to a place of clarity. Because what we're going to see from the tzaddik is that it is specifically very much in line with his Rebbe, Nachman. It is specifically in the brokenness of our experience and the concealment and the levels of distinction and separation and multiplicity where the light of unity appears to be concealed and removed. That we are tasked and gifted with the unique ability to reveal the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a more intense and more potent way than anything that could have ever been revealed without darkness and concealment. So that for the tzaddik, for a for the Am chachma, concealment, darkness, hiddenness, and all of the symptoms that that means down to the lowest common denominator of what it means to be a human being are all contained within the purview of this tzaddik system of the system, which is really simply the system of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, which is the system of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, which is the system of the Arizal, which is the system of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, which is the system of Moshe Rabbeinu. If I allow myself to kind of continue with the introductions, we'll go all night. I, I want this to be shorter than usual, so we'll spend the next 15 minutes or so trying to look at one teaching from l'kutei divrei l'kemchayim, from Lukute am ha'chachma, in Parshas Vayera, tavshin Aleph. So these were said over by the Rebbe two weeks ago in Yerushalayim at the Friday night meal. So we're looking at ois hay, and it's titled Inyan Aliyos Hashem ad in kets ve'in The concept of the ascent, the perpetual ascent that an individual needs to engage in, in their avodas Hashem. So the Rebbe is coming to discuss the pasuk with regards to Avram Avinu, that Avram Avinu after his brismila, he was sitting He was sitting at the opening of the tent. Now the opening of the tent over here, as our tzaddikim point out, it's brought down in numerous svarim. The opening of the tent pesach oil, represents the very beginning of the experience of spiritual enlightenment in this world. It's the beginning of engaging with God. It's starting off with baby steps, as if a person has not even entered into the tent yet, but rather they sit at the opening. So the question that the Rebbe is going to come to discuss is how could it be that Avram Avinu, this tzaddik, this tzaddik who is at this point tamim and full, how could it be that this tzaddik is still simply sitting by the Pesach haoyel? that he's only standing by the opening of the gate, as opposed to being deep within the gate itself. So already out of the gate, the Rebbe is kind of hitting us on the head with one of the more essential klalim, one of the more integral parts of his system, which is that when the writings of the Arizal, when the system of the Arizal are properly learnt through the writings of Rav Shalom Sharabi, the Rashash, who was the Rosh Hashiva of Beit El, and his Taman Mufak, Rav Chaim de la Rosa, the Baal of Chacham, and we've spoken about the Sefer Taurus Chacham before, clearly it plays a deeply significant role in the Rebbe's life. The base medrash is named Taurus Chacham. I think a few weeks ago there was even a remez as to why. But the Taras Chacham, which according to the naked eye is a mathematical manual, which is kind of impossible to read. What the Rebbe does with the Taras Chacham is reveal the deepest secrets of creation. So both the Rashash and the Taras Chacham tell us that a person, when they look at their spiritual process, it has to be with the recognition that the goal is infinite leading us away from the old model of thinking that life is a journey with a particular destination. And if I reach that destination, I reach the apex and I have completed everything and I have fulfilled my mission and I have become perfect. What the Rashash and the Teres Chacham teach us, according to the numerous laws that they bring out of the writings of the Arizal, is that even when you reach the ceiling, even when you reach the apex, even when you reach the attic, of a person's life where there's nowhere higher to go, comes along the rashash and the Torah's Chacham to teach us that no, there is always infinitely more space that a person must ascend in terms of coming closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that even though it feels like I've reached the ceiling, when I'm able to look at the house from a different perspective, I come to recognize that the ceiling that I thought that I've reached is simply the floor of the next level, ad infinitum that a human being is never capable of reaching the end of the line. We will never be able to claim that I have completed what I need to complete, and I am unified with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because that would imply, God forbid, that me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu could be on equal playing field. But the very basic fact, which we're not seeing here, but it's kind of axiomatic, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is... Infinitely removed from finite creation means that no matter how high we climb the rungs of Avodah, we can never quite truly reach the end. Ze chazal, this is the aspect of chazal. aim menucha loy ba'olam hazeh v'loy And this is what it means, that tamideh do not have any rest, not in this world and not in the next world. Because the concept of rest implies the ability to rest on one's laurels, to feel as if I have arrived, I have reached the end point or the destination, and there's no more work necessary. But Hazal already tell us that there is no end point. There is no place where the Talmud Chachem could say, I am B'menucha now, because when I feel that I have reached the apex, all that is, is the beginning of a new engagement with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the point that what I understood a moment before with regards to Hashem is considered child's play in relationship to what I can try and fix at this present moment. And that's what it means that Sadiqim don't have Menucha in this world or in the next world, Shne'emar Yelchu el Elchayel. That they should travel from strength to strength. The typical assumption is that if I could only reach that strength, I'll be satisfied. I'll be complete. I'll feel like my life's mission is complete. Zakh the Rashash and the Taras Chacham as revealed to us through the words of the Tzaddik, Ravitza Maya Morgenstern, a person can never think they've reached the culmination because to reach the culmination would imply some finishing point. And to imply a finishing point implies, God forbid, a certain equality between creation and creator. But that's fundamentally against the very fabric of what our amuna means. Our amuna is, My holiness, says God, will always be above and beyond your holiness. Not because of some chisaron, but because that's the very nature of what it means to be a human being. And this is what the Rabbeinu HaBal Shem Tov tells us, which again in this very small piece we see again the Rebbe's project which is to connect the teachings of the Arizal and the Baal Shem Tov through the writings of the Rashash something that took place prior to the Rebbe in particular Svarim, but was certainly nowhere near what it is nowadays i mean the Rebbe what the Rebbe has done is something incredibly uh, historic this is what it means when the Baal Shem Tov writes in the Baal Shem Tov alatorim pashas mishpatim she'en Sharha shar de dekedusha and this is what it means. This idea is expressed in the Balshemtov as well. Because we know, a cloud that there are 50 gates of understanding in existence. 50 journeys that a person has to go through in their lives. 50 moments of experience. 15 forms of engaging with God for us to find completion in the world. And the typical assumption is that the 50th gate, which is inaccessible to us... Where Chazal tell us that even Moshe Rabbeinu didn't receive that 50th gate. That 50th gate, which is inaccessible to us, is inaccessible because it means that a person would finally reach completion. But what the Balshemtov says is that, no, no, no. The 50th gate is accessible, except the 50th gate is coming to the recognition that I am now just at the ready to encounter another 50 gates. That the attic becomes the basement or the highest level becomes the lowest level, and any sense of completion just reminds me that I have to move perpetually, because every moment is a moment where I can encounter HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Which is not rare for the Rebbe to be quoting the Rebbe, uh, the 7th Rebbe of Levavitch, but it's significant when he quotes him. And this is what we've brought in the past from the Lubavitcher Rebbe and Sefer HaAsichois, Toshnan, and Beis and the Hadron on Mesachas Hasbrochus and Moed Katan. <speaking in Hebrew> In a Kavana Lishla, Lassa Alios in Kates. El Shame Azia, Koila Alios, Bibachinas Alios, Shabaso or her in Saif Kavyachol, Shame Bibachinas Alios, Shabiminucha, Veloikiha Alios, Shadaz, Shahayu Bederich, Yuridavi, Yetziome or in Saif the Hazara love. Mamisha, a remarkable, remarkable idea. So again, this idea that even the end is just the beginning. Of the next level, and that the end is never a full completion, so what the Rebbe brings down here in the name of the Lubavitcher Rebbe is that we know from Chazal that Shis Afei the Dahave Alma, that this world will exist for 6,000 eons, for 6,000 millennia. And the Eloh HaShvi'i, that seventh millennia, the time of Shabbos, is going to be the time of Menuch HaLachaye Elamim, when history reaches its apex, when history has fixed itself completely. So that would imply that there is an ending. That would imply that a person can reach a completion. That would imply that there is going to be a time where there is no more effort necessary. So in order to align us with the teachings of the Rosh and the Teres Chacham and the Baal Shem again, to teach us why Avraham Avinu was sitting with Pesach HaOyel. So the Rebbe brings down from the Rebbe that even though Chazal tell us that the seventh millennia is going to be the encounter of manucha, that doesn't mean that it's not movement upwards still. It just means that the movement upwards is going to be with a sense of Menucha as opposed to the movement upwards nowadays, which comes from a sense of lack and desire. Because nowadays, when I feel that I have not reached high enough, It emerges out of a sense of lack. It emerges out of a sense of there's so much more for me to reach. But in the future, we're going to continuously strive to move higher, but that desire to move higher is going to operate in a place of satisfaction as well, to the point that there's going to be a spiritual paradox of sorts where there is satisfaction and desire dancing together. Where satisfaction will not take away from the power of desire, but rather desire will illuminate and magnify the potency of pleasure to an even greater extent. And this is what the Rebbe says: that this is what the Rashash and the Chacham teach us. Sha'afkishim El Hatachlis that even when a person has arrived at the Tachlis and they have connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, almost as if saying you have completed everything you need to complete, there's no more room to go. Mikol makom gufa Nevertheless, even though there's a sense of an ending, Nevertheless, within the ending itself, there's an infinite amount of levels of the ending so that even though I feel I have completed something, at the very same moment, I have to awaken within myself the renewed desire to move forward. Dveikus Lamalame l'me an experience of connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, an experience of comfort that doesn't negate the need to find more comfort, but rather propels me to find even more comfort, more comfort, more comfort. In a delicate way that is delicate upon delicate more and more. Now, the Rebbe does continue and has an incredible teachings from the Vilna Go'on and applies this to the Avodah of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. But for me, what this is going to be a practice in is a practice in symptom and trying to keep it to one idea. So what I think is most significant, what I think is most significant in terms of what it means for us in our day-to-day lives what this teaching tells us is that instead of spending a person's life assuming that life is some sort of journey that leads to an eventual destination and that only if i reach my destination can i be happy with my journey we have to recognize that every step of the journey is a destination within itself that every step that i take i am reaching a level of fullness Every moment offers an opportunity for fullness and connectivity to God that another moment does not offer. But once I have completed that experience, instead of feeling satisfied and bored as if there's nothing more to do, I awaken within myself the resolve to move forward and move weiter, that there's more desire. There's desire within satisfaction itself and that the work of an individual in this world is a work of amelus. It's a work of the hustle. It's a work of pushing forward. It's a work of never resting on one's laurels because the most significant Nakuda that we have to always remember is that no matter how high we climb on the rung of Avodah Hashem, we can never lay claim to the infinite itself. We can never say that we have completed something. And therefore, the animating feature of Avodah Hashem, according to this teaching, is a desire that survives satisfaction a willingness to need more, even though I don't feel I'm lacking anything. And when a person can cultivate that sense within themselves to hold that paradox of desire on the one hand, but satisfaction on the other, then the experience becomes one of yearning without lack. It's yearning for fullness, more fullness. And we take away the pathology, we take away the anxiety, and what we grab hold of is the pleasure of it all which is ultimately something that the Rebbe is coming to teach us. So Ezra Sashem, that's what we're going to discuss tonight. That's one Nakuda out of a 67-page printout that came out this Shabbos, which is considered short for the weekly printouts. So again, just highlighting the fact that what we're trying to do here is point out very particular, particularized elements to reveal that the whole is contained within those elements as well, and that no matter which way we look at the system of the Tzaddik's Torah, we'll be able to uncover exactly what the Tzaddik is coming to tell us at that very moment.